Good morning. I'm Playbook Deputy Editor Zach Stanton. It is Friday, April 28th. The White House and congressional Democrats are preparing to ramp up attacks on House Republicans in the wake of the Republican Party's narrow passage on Wednesday of a debt limit bill packed with spending cuts. Notably, it's a bit different than what Democrats had expected to be doing. They hadn't really imagined that Kevin McCarthy would have success getting this package through the House floor, and so now that's forcing Dems to recalibrate their tactics a little bit. Coming down the pike, something that you can expect to see is that Democrats are going to target swing district Republicans, uh, really escalating the attacks on them in the weeks and months to come, especially those in suburban areas, over some of the cuts that are in the Republican proposal that passed this week. And in public, Democrats express real confidence that they're going to win that messaging war. They feel like it's kind of a layup. But in private, they're kind of concerned about how this brinksmanship on the debt ceiling and the potential default that stands in the balance, and ultimately, what damage that standoff may do to the economy, which is still fragile, still recovering, and frankly is critical to Joe Biden's case for re-election now that he is officially running for president again in 2024. And as we head into the weekend here in Washington, things are abuzz with the White House Correspondents' Dinner festivities that are really dominating the social scene in the nation's capital. And we wanted to give you a taste of that. So last night, while I was at Politico's party at the British Embassy, I found a corner in their garden and pulled aside Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels to talk with me about the frivolity of it all, but also why it matters and the bigger issues at play beneath the bubbly surface of this week in Washington. Eugene, it is Thursday night. White House Correspondents' Dinner Week is in full bloom. (laughs) We are here at the UK Embassy for a soiree that our employers at Politico are hosting. Oh, yeah. Tell me about this week. This week is a little bit chaotic because one, it's a work week, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a lot of work that has to be done. But I think like at the heart of it, what it's supposed to be about is about journalism, the First Amendment. I've already been to a few parties the last couple of days. And what you realize is that everyone is truly honoring journalists. What you hear a lot from folks is about Austin Tice. You hear about the Wall Street Journal reporter who's in Russia, Evan. And what's really fascinating is that all throughout these little parties, they stop and they talk about those things. When really people are getting drunk, but then it's, it's a good reminder that this is exactly what it's supposed to be about. And speaking of that, Eugene, I know that there's been a lot of focus on Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershowitz, who's detained in Russia, is the center of attention for a lot of the more serious events going on this week in Washington, D.C. And even in the frivolous ones, as you said, they have these moments of real seriousness to them as people sort of pause and reflect on, yeah, there is all this hubbub, Mm -hmm. you know, the parties are exciting and all, but as you say, at the heart of it is this celebration of the First Amendment, but also a reflection on those places where maybe freedom of speech isn't as appreciated. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, the, the thing that's really interesting about Evan is that because his case is so new, you have the Wall Street Journal doing things like they're going to have pins available at their pre-party on Saturday. There's going to be a help desk at the Hilton. You'll also be able to get those pins there. I was told by a source earlier today that his mother, father, and sister are going to be sitting with the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. The Washington Post is going to have Austin Tice's mother. He's another journalist who's been wrongfully detained. 
Tamara Keith, who is at NPR, she's the president of the WHCA. She is going to talk about both Evan and Austin. She's going to say their names. There's going to be a point of her speech that gets really serious and probably emotional for people in there because it's a reminder of how serious the work is that we do. It's not just, you know, parties and spotters. There are actual reporters who are doing very dangerous work in dangerous places, including some of our colleagues here at Politico. And I think it serves as a really good reminder that this is much bigger than just the parties and the drinks and the hanging out. This is bigger happening. I was told today by a White House official that President Biden is going to talk about journalists and the other Americans who are wrongfully detained around the world. They won't get specific about whether or not we're going to hear him say those names. I would assume so. Um, and Roy Wood Jr. is also likely to say something. that He's the comedian this year. And I think that is good for us to remember that this isn't about parties. This is about the First Amendment. This is about the fact that we have it and other people around the planet do not have the freedom of press. Thanks so much, Eugene. We'll leave it there. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Eugene. <laughs> and for your schedule today, at 11.15 a.m., the president will receive the president's daily brief with Vice President Kamala Harris. At 2.30, uh, he's going to present the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy to the Air Force Academy Falcons. And at 6.45, President Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff will participate in a reception for the Democratic National Committee at the Salamander Hotel here in Washington, D.C. On the Hill, the Senate is out today, but Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro will testify before the House Armed Services Committee at 9 a.m. I'm Zach Stanton. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend.